Welcome back to the Sweet Talks podcast. Tonight we have one of the most interesting men in the world. You think so? I think so. What's yeah, one of guys? the best. I think so. <laughs> the, the creator best? of Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, guys. My name is Vit Trap. Yeah. Very excited to be here. Um, is Trap welcome. actually your last name or no? <laughs> <laughs> so it is. Hey, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it. pretty dope. I like, I like the name. It's kind of crazy that Vit's your like first name. Yeah, people I don't know. believe me when uh when I tell them. It's like Vit, and you're from Vietnam. Yeah, and you're Vietnamese. Yeah. So people dead at well, because I think be, people see like trap, and then they just assume I came up with Vit too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Loki, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I tell people I'm like, yeah, my, or they come up and they're like, what's your real like, what's your actual name? I'm like yeah. Vit. I'm like oh, <laughs> I I that's honestly funny. thought trap was short for something. Yeah. <laughs> and Vid said that he hates these 99s And then as soon as we brought him out He popped one open And now he's taking it Oh, oh my okay. god There's some kid in military school that, was, that acted like him and his last name was Tran too Oh shit Oh my Hey gosh. one thing about Vid He's always wants to drink and <laughs> Look at him He's always <laughs> down That's so uh, bad as, Yeah I don't know how you did that as, uh, Yeah I thought it was funny too Cause we went on uh, Under the Influence what, Like last week Yeah last week and um, we had told them, like, oh, we're not going to go out. Like, we got a gang of shit I to know. do. And yeah. Logan is, like, in a chat with Vit and all the other guys. But Vit didn't know. And Vit texts in I the forgot. chat. What did he say? <laughs> no, so so some backstory was I had already told them before we got on the podcast. I was like, yeah, we're probably not going to go out tonight. Like, we've been we're on, like, a four-day bender. We just retired. Yeah. And then I think like three hours into the podcast, vid text, yeah, the Sweet Tea Boys are drunk. They're gonna come out with us. Yeah. It was it was during our like second. <laughs> I know second I read that shit. I was literally next to him when he typed that. I was like, bro, what the? <laughs> and I was like, bro, we're not going out. And then we ended up, we going, ended up out. going out. Yeah. yeah, we ended up going out. We were out till like three in the morning. I wish we hadn't, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, yeah. no. It was it was it was a fun night. Honestly, but I had more spot. fun during that podcast than going out. Yeah, not Me for too. real. Mm-hmm. I like Me getting too. drunk at the house. That's yeah, my yeah, thing. Yeah, There's yeah. no drama, you know. Everybody there. Yeah. But so honestly, yeah. you have like one of the like craziest stories on social media. Yeah. And you know you had to go through a lot in your childhood. Do you kind of mind, um, you know, telling us about your childhood and just kind of going along the timeline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, well, this is a new audience, so I'll just start from from scratch, pretty much. Uh, so basically, I've talked about it before. I was pretty much beat, like, as as far as I can remember. Uh, my pops, growing up, my pops used to beat my ass, my sister's ass, my mom's ass, every single day. Uh, and it was just, like, weird growing up with, with a father that kind of, like, hated me. I, I don't know what the f- his problem was, but I don't know. I don't talk to him anymore. And also, I've said this on the internet before, and obviously when you talk about subjects like this, people are always going to be like, do you guys believe him, or is he exaggerating, this and that? I came across my, uh, you remember, do you guys remember Finsta? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to, not not so much as a Finsta, but like, I used to, social media has always been like a, kind of like a journal for me, so I was like, I'll post whatever I, I think about. I came across an old post, um, let me grab my phone actually. Do you guys hear that? The crickets? Oh, oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? Are you guys making those noises? What cricket? That's that one cricket. But yeah, I, I came across this. I want you to read it so people don't think I'm fucking faking about this shit. This shit, and then read the date too. All right. 
Coming from a childhood of being beat for no reason almost every day, verbally abused to the point of praying to God I would die because I was too scared to do it myself, literally just trying to survive for 18 years straight, my coping mechanism is to just push everyone away and only care about myself and letting nothing, having the opportunity to hurt me, and if I had one wish, I would, challenge, I would change that about myself. It's destroyed so many relationships in my life. I created this God complex that I have as a way of making up the years of being told I wasn't good enough and didn't deserve shit and deserve to die. The world is an endless cycle of pain and that God complex and my desire to succeed as a way of getting back at life for putting me through hell from the day I was born is the only reason I'm still here today. This was from yesterday, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah, it's from uh, May 20th, 2018. 2018. Yeah, right. 20, so I four was, years ago. Yeah. Four almost, years ago. Almost five. I was, I, was, uh, I was 18 or 19 during that. For some reason, I can't do math right now. <laughs> Probably that shot. Yeah, but, uh, you know, before before this clout shit, before I ever blew up, before I had people supporting me, like, that was the shit I used to talk about. So when I did my first interview with uh, with Under the Influence that eventually brought me onto that show, mm-hmm. I talked about that, and all the comments were like, oh, he, he's lying, he's making shit up. That right there proves, like, like I've really been through that shit, bro. Yeah. But, like, that's so dumb, too, because, I mean, like, what do you need to say for somebody to believe you? That's what yeah. I'm saying. So it's like, but yeah, so it's like I went through all that shit uh, as a young kid. And it's like, basically, like, when I was 14 or 13, um, my sister and I tried to call CPS. And we acted like we were, like, anonymous. And our neighbors were talking about, like, yeah, the house next to us gave them the address. Like, we hear screaming from the kids all the time. Uh, this and that's going on. They came. They hooked us up to lie detectors. Found out my sister was being sexually abused by, by my uh, by my pops. Uh, he was also still beating her ass every day, and uh, CPS just let him stay. So that's why I also fucking hate CPS. They didn't do shit about it. Nah, they um. And I know you you had said in the UTI interview uh, that. Um, you guys even got hooked up to a lie detector? Yeah. They, they, they still hooked, let him stay? They hooked her up to a lie detector. Because uh-huh. obviously when it comes to cases like that, like they want to be sure. Right. Yeah, before they throw somebody yeah. away. But yeah, they hooked her up to a lie detector. They came to school and hooked her up to a lie detector. And uh, figured out the truth and uh, motherfucker was allowed to stay. So Was that the only time that you guys called the cops or CPS? That was the only time we ever called. Because one... When we were calling the cops, like we were scared out of our mind, mm-hmm. but it, it was to the point where it's like we didn't, and we're young still, so we were like talking to each other, coming up with this plan to call CPS, talking to each other, like we'll do it secretly. He'll never find out it's us because we were scared. Like if he finds out it's us, we're gonna get our ass beat even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we came up with that plan. They came. He was allowed to stay, and that's that's really when I just gave up on. Like trying to call for help or like trying to get other people to help. Damn. Him. Wow. So after you guys called, did he like, like beat your your ass again? Nah. He. I don't think he figured out it was us that called. Oh shit. That's yeah. good. When did um? When did like the abuse start? I mean, as as far as I can remember, uh, and I have like vivid memories of um, like some of my earliest memories are are of either me being beaten or I have this memory of like when I was living in these bum ass apartments before we ever moved to the suburbs mm-hmm. um we lived in this this two bedroom apartment radius in the east side of uh des moines iowa like in the hood and fucking, i woke up one time at like 12 or 1 a.m and after my parents had gotten a fight and i walked upstairs and i just saw blood 
like trailing up the stairs. I walked upstairs. My mom was her face was all bloody, like half half awake. And I fucking as a fucking however old I was, I think I was eight or nine at the time. I like helped her to the hospital down the street. What? Oh yeah. God, and your mom never tried like getting away from your dad or any of that. I think my mom as a as a victim of abuse uh, of abuse, um, uh-huh. she was just stuck in the cycle. Yeah. And that's they got married when she was very young, like eighteen or nineteen. So that's all she knew. Mm-hmm. She came over to America with him. So she would figure like it's gonna be hard to live without. Yeah, and like in in Asian cultures, there's this whole thing where it's like, when when the kids are young, you want them to have both parents. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it wasn't until I really grew up, I looked at her, I was just like, I wish you guys had divorced. Yeah, like young, because I I started telling her like, bro, leave this man, when I was still young. I, I I don't see I don't see him as a father. Yeah. But yeah, so all that shit happened. Uh, my my childhood was pretty rough. Uh, I, I mean, I have a plenty of stories for that. Did, but did he ever try to reach out to you lately? Yeah, he uh, oh, he, he, has? he still he still tries to reach out to me. Like, and, uh, does he try like apologizing or what? Yeah, but he, his his apology is like the last time he tried to reach out to me, he got a new number because I I blocked his number the last time I ever talked to him. He uh he got a new number and he his text on his new number said uh. I know, I know you're mad at me, Vit, but we're family. You should forgive me. And I looked at that shit. It wasn't sincere. Like, yeah, type shit. and it, it, that's that's just who he is. He's a, he's like a manipulator. Right. When they got divorced, he blamed that shit on me too. Even though I hadn't talked to my family for like years. So uh, yeah, that's just who he is. And uh, I looked at that text, and I really thought about just booking a flight back to Iowa and just beating his ass for once. <laughs> but I was yeah. like, you know what? That's that's. Past shit, I got I got way too much shit going for me right now. That would probably feel so good for you, huh? Oh, definitely. Was that like a a constant thing, like the apologies, like after you know, like uh, like some type of abuse towards you? Would he apologize at all? Nah, at he he nothing. would never apologize. So it, it, was, would, it would just happen the next day. It's like it's nothing. Yeah, because most of the time when he beat my ass, it was because he would find little reasons and blame it on me and say like he's beating my ass because like he's trying to teach me something or. He loves me, or or this and that, you know. Yeah. Oh, so he would always try justifying. Justify, it, yeah. What was the dumbest reason for like that you could remember for him like beating oh, you? Oh, fucking! Um, I've I've told this story before. Um, there's this one time when I was like 12. He uh he asked me to go get a hammer. We were doing like household chores or something. Mm-hmm. He told me to go get a hammer, but he said hammer in Vietnamese, right? Which is I'll say it right now. It's it's bua. That's how you say hammer in Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. But the only Vietnamese I knew was from what I was taught in the house. It's not like I fucking knew. I'm like, I was fluent in that shit. So he told me to go get a bull. I'm like, is that a hammer? I just kept asking, that, is that a hammer? So like, I don't grab the wrong shit. And he just kept repeating, go get me a bull. I kept asking, is that a hammer? Just so you're you know? not making a mistake. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew if I made a mistake and grabbed the wrong oh, shit, shit, I would also get my ass beat. But instead of answering the question, he just beat my ass anyways. So I'm like, cool. Fuck. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So that like that's the type of shit I was going through. Yeah. And uh I remember I think I was also like twelve or thirteen was when I really realized like like this shit was weird. Like it that, was abuse. Yeah, like I was like, there's no way I'm getting my ass beat this much for just like small shit, you know. If right. if I'm in the wrong or I do something, sometimes I would be like, Okay, I deserve this. Whatever. Would you ever try to raise up? Like on nah, not when I was young. Uh, was there a certain age where you were like, "fuck it"? 
Uh, I think like 16 was when I started like arguing back. 17 was when I started trying to fight back. Uh, like so I wanted to start. <coughs> when you tried to fight back, um, did he actually like fight with you? That oh yeah, time he did it. Yeah, no, we were throwing s- swings at each other. And like, what did he do? Like, did he like motherfucker would choke me out? I would like I would be biting him and shit. Like yeah. I would be trying to like you feel me? Like I didn't care if I died or not. Like I'm trying to get your point. And how would it? Yeah. How would yeah. it stop? Uh, normally, like, my sister and my mom would, like, try to pull us apart, or, uh, I mean, there was one time he choked me out, and I just passed out. Holy shit. Yeah. And then, at that point, you're 17, right? And yeah. then you run away? Yeah, I ran away at 17. Right. So, yeah. you run away, I, I watched the story on UTI, right? Yeah. And you run away, and then you said you ran into a cop. I, the, the night I ran away, I, uh, I packed all my stuff, and, uh, I ran into a cop, because I'm walking through the city, it's raining, it's like 2 a.m., uh, a cop, a cop car pulls up to the left of me, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And I, I remember the same thing I said in that video. I said, "Uh, better than I ever have been." Damn. Because it's like I'm, I was finally strong enough to just leave that shit behind me. Right. And I made a pact that day. I was like, "I'm never going back to that shit." Yeah. And I also want to say, in that when we posted that, uh, whatever they were like, "Why? Well, you just left your mom, this and that." Right. And I also tried saying is like, like I've said, I told my mom to divorce him. My mother was always like, she didn't want me fighting back. She didn't want me doing anything. She said, let me handle this. I'm going through with the divorce, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to like, you know, use you, use the divorce or anything as an excuse to, for you at all. Yeah. So, Damn. and I also told my sister, you know, I told her, I, I'm thinking about running away. Like, I'll figure shit out. You should come with me. Like, we don't deserve to live like this. And uh-huh. she was like, no, I want to stay until I'm 18 and I'll go to college and that's how I'm gonna get out. Which you know she did that, and she's uh she's she's in college now. She's gonna be a doctor. Hey, good for her. that's fucking yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm I'm really proud of her. That's yeah. really good. Uh, do you feel like as an older brother, you kind of ran away to show like you know your strength and like protection, even though you were gone from the family? Um, do you feel like you were like man enough to do that? Unfortunately, no. I don't. I don't. And I struggled with it for a very long time. I um I felt like a bitch for running away. Really. Yeah, but it was to, it was like, it was me arguing with myself. I was like, I knew if I had stayed there, I probably would have killed myself uh-huh. if he hadn't killed me. And it was just like, I need to run away from myself. If you guys want to come with me, please come with me. It wasn't even if you guys want to come with me. I begged them to come with me. But it was just like, I can't do this anymore. Because I will say, I got the, beating beatings wise, like, I got the worst out of, you know, all of us. Yeah. And I would, Where sometimes my sister would get in trouble and I'd tell them like whatever she's in trouble for. I would, my sister one time forgot water when she was making ramen, bro. And it set the microwave on fire. Oh shit. And he came home and I was like, yeah, that was me. So I uh, took the ass beating. Yeah. That's so just shit like that. So you did protect her. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I like did that. my, I did my best to protect her. So, so you said that you think that if you would have stayed at the house with your dad, that you probably would have killed yourself. I'd, on to to everything that i believe in and i don't believe in god but like whatever to everything i believe in i definitely think looking back i I probably would have killed myself all right so like uh how come you know you didn't kill yourself before and like how did you get through the abuse my uh whenever i felt like that um i thought about my mother mm-hmm. and, and my sister and that was it for nowadays i have like stuff to live for i have friends i care about i have a career i want to live out but during those days, I didn't. I didn't care if I died or not, which is what led me to do so much stupid shit. 
during those times, all I cared about was was taking care of my people and and the one or two friends I actually cared for and my mom and my sister. That was my only reason for living. And then did your friends know about like the abuse that you were getting? Uh, They didn't know until like a year into me knowing them. Oh, shit. Yeah. So like when did you meet your actual real friends then? Um, I had I had one homie um, when I was when I was young, uh, like high school, and he always used to come over and like fucking sneak me out to go to parties or or like there was one time like 2 a.m. where for some there's another weird thing my pops did. We were allowed to buy snacks at the at oh, the yeah I yeah. remember you told us yeah, yeah. yeah. dead ass if we bought snacks my if what if my mom and my sister and I went to the grocery store and we bought snacks we had to sneak it in right. Like so, in your pants and shit. Yeah, you were that saying. Is, yeah. So we um, there was one time at two a.m. His his name's Tristan. He's uh he's passed now. I have oh. I have his uh tattoo on my hand right here. He passed Sorry last about year. R.I.P. Tris. Yeah, but um, there was like one time at two a.m. where I told I texted him. I'm like, bro, like I'm hungry as fuck. I want snacks. Motherfucker pulled up, and then I opened my fucking my window and he just threw snacks up like, on the second <laughs> oh, floor. Oh shit! So that, it, bro, that's that's real. Yeah, that was yeah, that was my was, first he like literally went real... to go to the fucking Seven Eleven or something. Yeah, so that was back. that was dead ass like my first like real friend. That's fucking for a sick. long time like that that propelled me to to stay alive. Damn. Yeah. So, how would you like break the news to your to Tristan? Like, did you say like you know what, bro? Like, thank you. Like, but I'm really going through this shit. Yeah, like I mean, it, it got our our friendship got to a point where I could just be open with him, and I would tell him like, I'm going through this. I just got my ass beat for this. If I couldn't see him for a few days, it was because of this. Blah blah blah. And he was, <laughs> this motherfucker always used to ask me, bro. I was like, you want me to go over there and beat his ass? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you want to jump him? No, dead ass. He would ask like, you, bro. I got some homies. We can go get them. We can jump him. I'm Did like, you ever bro. think about it? Like, I thought about it, but I'm just like, nah, that's too much drama. Yeah, man. it's yeah, too yeah. much drama with that's your mom, crazy, yeah. Yeah. sister. So it's like, but nah, he was real. But then you know, after I ran away, I had a, I had a year or two where I was just like struggling. I didn't have no real friends around me. I didn't have. I had nothing, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, oh sorry, sorry. I, I met some people. Um, I met I met two brothers who dead ass like became my brothers, and they were older than me. So they started teaching me like, it's okay to do this. It's not okay to do this. Like you gotta fix this about yourself. And uh, yeah, that that shit helped me out a lot. Damn, that that's good. So like, after you meet the cop and you say like, you know what, I feel better than I was like before yeah. living in the toxic household, like. What do you do? How are you getting your money? Uh, like, I just went straight to selling drugs. Really? So how did you even get into that though? Because I know I it's kind of even difficult to do that, right? Yeah, I knew um I knew some I knew some plugs, and I just went to them and I said, "Look, like I just ran away. I don't got shit to my name. Put me on, type. Put shit. me on, yeah, 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 exactly. And they they put me on, and they fucking they fronted me, uh, some some Molly." So the first drug I sold was Molly. I was making fucking bank off that shit. So, and this was back in 2017 when fucking white people loved that shit. Yeah, so it was going crazy. It was going crazy. Still love it. Now it's more. It's hitting the fucking 
because the fucking house music is so hitting, yeah. bro. Yeah, raves. So. Back in 2017, the craze was fucking Pink Molly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that shit was probably cut with like, I don't even know it. Fucking uh, like fentanyl, a bunch of shit. Nah, not fentanyl. Nah, 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 people would be man. dead. No, 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 no. Probably uh, what's that shit for ADHD? Adderall. Adderall. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was selling, right? Yeah. Pink Molly. So that shit was going crazy with the white folks. I had all the white bitches trying to fucking buy that shit. Damn. But the same time, I was still all I ha- all I had to my name was fucking my my 2011 Honda Civic. So I would fucking sleep on my homie's uh floor with the fucking cat pissing on me and shit. And uh, dead ass, bro. The cat pissed on me one time, bro. She was so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I slept on that floor. Um, I had a job at a sushi restaurant. I went to work and I sold drugs. Still sleeping on that floor, and uh, that's how I got my fucking my money up. That's damn. Eventually, so how long was that process till like you moved in on your own and you? Uh, a few months. Oh, that's good. That's pretty fast. Yeah. And then when did uh when was the first time you got arrested? Like a week after I turned eighteen. Damn. Damn what yeah. the fuck? I got What'd I got caught what? with um an AR and uh a pistol that had the uh, a fucking body on it. Oh yeah. shit. Oh shit. Yeah. So I, I used my uh my my uh my two deferred on those. Cause when you're like seventeen, they they you can get charged for little things right or you're still charged as an adult i mean it depends on the case but i got caught literally a week after i turned 18 yeah he was 18 okay oh okay okay. it was it was like dead ass like i think it was like september something 2018 so So, when oh when you got caught did you spend any time in jail uh that that first time i spent i think two days and then i bailed myself out oh shit yeah and i fought that case and then i was on probation for two years but I didn't finish probation because I just kept fucking up and kept doing dumb shit. So I was in and out of jail uh, just for probation violations, blah, blah, blah. And then it eventually reached a point where I spent fucking 120 days in jail. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So like what? Four months? Four months. Yeah. How was that? Uh, honestly, we're not, not bad. <laughs> no, I'm going to be dead honest because where I was at in life, like I was so lost and like my work, my, my life was so chaotic. Jail like kind of gave me a uh, sense run of away. Like, like an order. Like yeah. There. Like it was an, like you wake up at the same time every morning you have food. Cause there were some days I wasn't eating. Damn. So it's like, you have food, you have like, you know, I read the most I've read since I was a kid. Logan knows I used to read a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went, I was like an honor roll student. But um yeah, so I I went to jail for 120 days and then I came out, and uh I mean life was okay for a few months, but then I just kept kept going back to doing dumb shit. Yeah. So at this point, when you're in and out of jail, you said you're count you you were in county, right? I was in county, yeah. Yeah. I never made it to prison. <clears throat> so when you're in county, coming in and out after you get out, are you going back to like the trap lifestyle and just pretty much drugs yeah. And shit? I saw jail as just like a break. A break, but also just like I would go in, do my time, and then get out and just whatever, do my own, do the same shit I was doing. You didn't ever get scared, like damn, like I could really be spending the rest of my life in here if I if I keep doing this shit and fuck up. I mean, I had those thoughts, but I just didn't care. Yeah, because like I said, like my, my my mind state during those times is like I didn't care about myself because of like your childhood. Yeah, and during this time, were you still keeping in contact with your mom and your sisters? Um. Not as much as I do now, mm-hmm. but 
all my energy at that point was just, just making on sure, you. like, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to eat. Yeah. 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 And then um, I kind of want to backtrack a little because yeah, yeah. um, I was just kind of curious about this. Uh, when, like, you were a kid and stuff and, like, you were getting beat, you didn't ever have, like, family members or, like, teachers or any of that notice, like, yo, he's pulling up with, like, bruises Marks, or yeah. any of that. So my, my, my pops did this thing where it... If if I had visible bruises, mm-hmm. well, first he always hit me in places that could be covered with clothes. So like my back, my arms, like upper arms, legs, right. yeah. shit like that, you know. But um, if I had visible bruises, one he would fucking press me and tell me that I fell or something, or tell me to tell them that I fell. Or there's this Vietnamese thing where it's like you boil a hard egg or you hard boil an egg and you roll it. And that would get the bruise out faster, or use what? Epsom salts. Wow! So, so he knew all the. Oh yeah, he knew all that shit. Yeah. But yeah. um, I remember one time I'm fucking. I got in trouble at school, and he came to school and he smacked me right in front of the people, and motherfuckers still didn't do no shit. No one said so. anything. Yeah. And then what about family members? Family members, motherfuckers did not care at all. Oh, so but they knew. Yeah. So that's why I don't. I don't talk to none of my family members. That as other than my my sister and my mom, like I don't talk to nobody. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, at this point, just you, just your small, like, uh, immediate family is in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. My my sister and my mom are still back there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I th- I just got a call from my mom today, actually, and she's, she, uh, I think she wants to come out here for New Year's. Oh, to nice. Visit. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then, um, oh, my bad. Where are you gonna no, say? go go. Oh, I was just gonna kind of say, like, uh, before we kind of start talking about the other stuff. For anyone out there that may be going through, like, you know, abuse or anything in that matter, like, what, like, piece of advice can you give to them to, like, how to get through it and stuff? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. No? I, I honestly have no clue. How do you, do you it's feel like, like it's because you literally tried anything? Yeah, I tried everything I could to get out of that shit. And I don't want to sit here and be like, you know, run away. Yeah. The the best thing I can say is try to get help. Yeah. But, but all, all the all the shit. yeah exactly it's like all the help I tried getting it wasn't sh- there. everything after everything fucking CPS bro didn't even help so yeah. like that's what I really started. What's, I, what's the whole process with with the CPS like I mean like you tell them and then what? Yeah. So we called them. They came. They hooked my sister up to lie detectors. They came to the house, interviewed my sister. They interviewed sep- me. They separate you, right? Yeah. They separate yeah. us. And interviewed t- me. Yeah, yeah. Interviewed my mother. Interviewed him. And like I'm young, and I, I think my mind has blocked off some of those memories. But it's like all I remember at the end of the day, nothing changed after that. And for the next two years, I still got my ass beat every day. Yeah. So it's like. That's that's when why when you ask a question like that it's like I'm gonna be sh- dead honest like I don't know mm-hmm. yeah and wow. I've talked to my sister about it too it was like uh, after after the under the influence podcast uh, and she she saw that video she was like we talked about our childhood for the first time in I think since I left because my sister and I used to be super close right we're not as close anymore so this is I, like what like maybe six plus years right yeah. since you left yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like. We we talked for the first time ever about our childhood, and I told her like, I I I told her to her face, I I still think you should have came with me, and she told me she was like, I wanted to, but I don't think I would have been able to survive and do the things you did. Yeah, and I that's when I really understood is like, I mean she she's she's just just as strong as I am for going about it 
her way, if not stronger. Like she stayed yeah, through the she, abuse. Yeah, and she and she went to, went to school. Yeah, and, still went to yeah. school. Still trying to become a doctor. Whereas me is like, and I struggled. I struggled with it for a very long time. I felt like a bitch for for running away, especially like going in and out of jail, fucking causing problems for for my sister and my mom, allowing my my pops to have that excuse like, oh look how he turned out. Like I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I was a bitch. Yeah. So, look at you now. Yeah. Yeah. So shit worked out, but it's like for for years since I ran away, for years I, I always blamed myself for running away and like all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like though, <clears throat> if you have good intentions and you want to do something good and you really want something for yourself, it'll happen if you if you follow the right steps and yeah. if you actually want to pursue it. No, that's that's why I believe in karma is like you know, you do good, good comes back to you. Yeah, same. But that's why, yeah, like when I met y'all, bro, like everybody I meet, I treat with respect until they disrespect me. Mm-hmm. Right. Every, like I go out of my way to do nice things. I try to. Yeah. So it's like just, just shit like that. I Wait, truly believe I am a good person. All right, we're going to take a quick break in this podcast because I want to talk to my ladies right now. Mm-hmm. This is for you, ladies. Are you tired of that hair down there on your man? That shit fucking sucks. Finding Santa's beard down up in the bitch. Who wants that shit? You're gonna get hairs everywhere. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, but you might get them in your face, all that shit. Yeah, that's disgusting. And for the MILFs out there, if y'all still talking to your BD, come on. You guys already know what to get them. Manscaped. That's what we're gonna be talking about, Manscaped. We've been talking about Manscaped, Mm -hmm. actually. It's waterproof. You could use it in the shower. You could shave right before you guys get some sexy time. What about that little light on it? The little light? You could do that shit in the dark. You could do that shit. It's not recommended, but if you want... Little little game. It's like a little side mission. It reduces the risk of ingrown hairs and it reduces the risk of nicks. So and, yeah, no, and really, <clears throat> you could use it. I would say you could use it anywhere. I know, like one of the main points is you know you know using it down there on the sack because it does reduce the risk of clipping your shit. But I use that shit on my mustache. After you use it on your balls, you're this not guy's after different. I use it on my balls. This guy's different. Not after I use it on my balls. I just went straight to the stash. Because I was like, all right, well, if it's going to reduce the risk of me clipping my shit, I don't want to clip my face. And if that works good or what? I haven't clipped my face. <laughs> Look at that. Come and on, And that man. light, that light puts in work, too. Yeah. And I waterproof. Have. I don't do it in the shower, but and I with, have. And with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, <laughs> man, you get ball toner, moisturizer, all that shit. Your balls will be soft. Ladies, if you guys like soft balls in your mouth, come on, you guys already know. The you guys ball. know where to get your, your man for Christmas. The ball deodorant, too. So right when you come out the shower, dry them up, put some of that deodorant, because that shit will stink. It will stink. Mm-hmm. It does stink. My balls stink right now. I, I need to put some on. Why do we put deodorant on our armpits, but we won't put it down there? It doesn't make sense. So the holidays are here. Get free shipping and 20% off going to manscaped.com and using code SWEET at checkout. We, re- we repeat that. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWEET at manscaped.com. Ladies, if you guys don't know where to get your man for Christmas, I'm telling you this right now. And also, too, you don't need to just get it for your man. It might be a little bit weird, but you could get it for your dad and your brother. Like, psh, like you know what? I got you, Mom. Ladies, uh, if you want to I know Dad's hairy down there. Yeah, and ladies, if you want to use it, too, I mean, you can give it a try, too. You don't got balls, but shit, you don't want to clip the clip. Yeah. <laughs> So get 20% off plus free shipping with code SWEET at manscaped.com. And we're going right back to this podcast. No, I was just uh, what Danny had said. Um, I'm kind of like 50-50 on that because I feel like 
On what? Uh, when you said like if you really want better for yourself, like you'll do it. I feel like um, if you do have to go through something like vet or just anybody with like uh, abuse, sometimes that shit be forcing you down a road that like you you don't want to take, but like you have to take it. True. Yeah, true. True. I've, um, so it's it's really fucking hard. You, you know what my dream job growing up was? Hmm. I, I wanted to be either a doctor or a fucking uh, a pu- a published author. Cause I used oh, to read. Uh, I used to read, bro. That's, that was all I used to do. I just used to read. Yeah. I didn't grow up with no phone. Book, uh, yeah. Uh, so, man, we yeah. might if if I ever get bigger. Have you but, heard? Oh my bad. What were you saying? But yeah. So growing up like that, that was my dream job, right? Like I didn't want to. I wasn't no gangbanger. I didn't. You feel me? Like I wanted better. I saw that shit growing up, but it's like that's not who I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. like you probably never saw yourself yeah. in and out of prison. Yeah, no. And I, 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 I tried my best to be, like, a good kid. I tried my best to just treat people nice. Like, genuinely, like, I am a nice person. If I, I think if I didn't have all that abuse, I wouldn't be as, like, untrusting of people as I am. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, that shit shaped me to who I am today. It's crazy that you said that uh, you want to be a published uh, author. Because have you heard of the book called uh, Child Named It? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You know that it's like based off of like his life story, yeah. right? I've talked about, actually, I talked not on the UTI podcast, but uh, Jimmy's podcast. Oh, really? I mentioned that book. So it's really funny you bring that up. Yeah. That no, book I, saved my life. Oh, really? Dude. Deadass. Wait, how old were you when you read that book? Fourth grade. That's how old I was. Yeah. Deadass fourth grade. I read that book and I, that was the first instance where it was like, where I really like thought like, okay, I'm not the only one going through this shit. Yeah, because you go to school and it's like I see all the fucking white motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They're all happy know, and they're shit. all happy. Their parents are fucking pulling up, picking them up. I'm just looking at that shit. I'm like, why don't I have that? Yeah. Whereas I'm taking the bus home. Where you're like, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing yeah, some shit? Wrong? Exactly. It's yeah. like what what's what's wrong with me that I don't have that? And then that's when the like the suicidal shit kicks in. Yeah, huh? yeah. So I was like, at, at every day after school, school school was like my escape. That's mm-hmm. where I could go to school and talk to people. And and socialize and have fun and be away from family like shit. And not I have, have to worry. worry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you. Jinx. And then I would, you know, after school ended, I would just. I remember, after school ended, I just I had this like feeling in me. It's like, all right, here we go. Let's let's yeah. let's go home and see what's waiting for me. Yeah. And more often than not, it was an ass beating. So. That's crazy because yeah. for a lot of people, it would be the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I'm so ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go home. I used to. I used to wake up when I was young. I used to dead ass wake up at like 6 a.m. Happy as fuck. I'm like, all right, let's get out of this house. Let's go to school. Let's go talk to my friends. I get to see my friends. That's let's why, like, I feel shit. like some a lot of teachers are like that. That's why they're underpaid because like some of them are like they're caring as fuck. And oh, they, they really want to find out. Yeah. Like yeah, that I, type of shit. I actually think uh, uh, teachers are underpaid too. Mm-hmm. Extremely, extremely. Yeah, yeah. I really think you should write some books though, because because yeah. the way that that book had an effect on you, mm-hmm. you could have an effect on the younger generation. I think I think maybe when I'm thirty, I'll think about writing a book. Yeah, I think right cool. now, as much as I am healing and as healed as I am, I'm not fully healed yet. Not so yet. I don't want to put that into writing and and you know influence other. people kids and people like your story's not finished yet it's, it's not finished yet yeah how are you so comfortable and like confident with talking about like the shit that you went through i think that i've made some sort of peace with it whereas i when i was younger it used to my life was just about like vengeance like i just wanted revenge but nowadays it's like 
all right, cool. That's that's the card I was dealt in life. That's what made me who I am today. Let's see what I can in turn use that as and, and turn myself into. Yeah. yeah. I, I also like this phrase. Um, I used to say this to myself a lot. It's like, the shit I was shown as a kid showed me everything I don't want to be in this world. Yeah. And everything that if you have kids too, you yeah. wouldn't want to put them through the same exactly, shit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Nah, I feel like... Uh, you're very good about that because, like, you well, obviously, I barely met you a couple months back, yeah. Now, but as you say, like, you wanted vengeance now, but now, like, ever since I met you, I noticed, like, you're very thankful for a lot of shit mm-hmm. that I you am, go yeah. through. And, like, dude, like I said on the UTI podcast, like, the shit that you said on our Thanksgiving, our Friendsgiving, that you were thankful just to be here with some friends, and this is your first time, like, I'm actually like really shocked about that yeah because like i mean as far as like everybody if people just look at you obviously you give off that look like oh my god this guy's intimidating because he has face tattoos yeah exactly and marks on his face i'm like, very confident yeah but like bro like you're one of the coolest dudes and like happy to have you as a friend but like mm-hmm. you know yeah. don't judge a book by its cover yeah i mean it's also just you know if i like you i would die for you if i don't like you i don't care if you live or not that's yeah. that's how i live my life I wonder, and that's something, like, I wanted to talk about, too. Do you think that comes from, like, your childhood? Because, like, just from knowing you, um, like, not even for a really long time, you could already tell, like, just off of what you say and how you act, like, you care a lot about people in general. Like, I think think it is These motherfuckers were, like, almost, they weren't even really, was the guy, like... Really trying to fight? Yeah, I guess he was kind of bugging a little bit. Well, shit, he was trying to fight me. Well, he wanted to be my ass, and fucking that carried on with Vit. And then Vit just it, a flip switch yeah. in your head, and where it's just like you're not gonna do that to my people. Or yeah, like it's just like the the way the way I view like the world and life is just like it's it's the people I care about. I literally see it as just us against the world. Because yeah, I, I I truly know like how evil this world is and like how shitty this shit this shit is. So when you find good people or you find good things. Hold that shit dear. Yeah. And I think it does come from my childhood, just growing up, like, I wasn't allowed to have friends. I wasn't allowed, like, just normal shit other kids have. So the life I'm living now, I've talked about it before, the life I'm living now, I never pictured for myself. I didn't even have the strength to, like, picture it and try to go for it. I was blessed enough to be gifted with this shit. So Mm -hmm. every single day I wake up, I just look at what I have, and I'm just like, thank you to to everybody that supports me to you feel me like just thank you that's all i can say so do you still get like sad or like do you ever have like down days or do you just like kind of wake up every day like you know what this shit's way better than where i was five years ago um i definitely still have sad days and and days where i think about my past and times where i cry about my childhood and Mm -hmm. what i've been through but it goes hand in hand with what i have now it it I I just remind myself it's like well, look at look at where you are now mm-hmm. and look at where you better are now. place yeah Damn. and it also there's like this like the best way to 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 describe it is like this like inner fire where it's like I made it through that shit there's nothing that you could, could you ever can make it through fuck, anything yeah. Yeah. so it's like I proved to myself I can make it through dead ass fucking sleeping on grounds and park benches and fucking parks and with it one ma- blanket in my backseat it made you fearless too huh yeah mm-hmm. very. So it's like nowadays, like obviously, I there's there's stuff I want to live for. There's stuff I care about. But I think that like if it really gets down to it, 
I still have that little thing where it's like, if I have to die protecting somebody or protecting something I love, that's how I go out. Yeah. And I I honestly, as a kid, like, I don't know if you guys have done it or not, but there's this weird little thing I used to do where it's like, I would picture how I died and I always wanted to be like, as a, as like a martyr. So say like, if a school is being shot up, I want to be the one protecting all the kids and take down the school shooter. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I I still can't I think picture about myself fucking running away. I ain't no hero. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm, I'm 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 like obsessed with just like, like I don't want to die for nothing, man. Yeah, I want no, I, I want to like, I get that. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I, I want to leave in a uh, in a good impact on this world. So growing, no matter how small it is. Damn it! No, that's really good. Wait, wait, before you get to that, nah, I know that you say like you. You went through the abuse, and you always want to be that guy that helps everyone. Yeah. Do you feel... I know that you said that your face tattoos, especially the red ones on your face, the marks, you want to show people, like, you know, your dad hid the marks purposely, but now you want to show people... Yeah, so like, it's I've like... through that. Like, why is that, though? So, my, my, my quote was... um. I got my face tats, especially these scars on my face, because of, um, well, one, I've always loved face tats. I've, I wanted face tats since I was, like, 14. It's just different. It's, like, blah, you know? Like, most people don't do it. Most people are too pussy to do it. So I, I wanted to be the one to get it. <laughs> right. That, that red right. one's a tat? Yeah. yeah well, both, this one actually tat. started off as a scar when I got jumped, but it just wouldn't go away. So I was like, all right, I'm finna get it tatted. Damn, that shit looks real. Yeah. I was waiting for that one to go away. <laughs> I, no, I thought it was fresh. Like, I've been seeing it. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, bro, that shit still looks fresh. Like, that shit must it be hasn't like, scabbed yet or anything like, like that. Damn, he must have got his ass beat bad. That shit looks really good. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like growing up, my like I said, my, my pops always beat me in places that uh that was hidden, right? So I was like going to school. And I remember sometimes as a kid, I would, like, try to purposely show my bruises just so people would ask, and maybe I'd have an out. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm getting beat at home or this or that. But, uh, one, I think I was too pussy to to ever tell anyone I was getting beaten. I had a friend in elementary school ask me, like, where my bruises were from, and I just never told him. I was like, oh, yeah, I fell. So there's that little brainwashing thing. But, um, but also it's like, when I got them, I I viewed it as, like, I have so many, like, internal scars and just, like, so much sadness and anger. It's, like, I can't really show that unless I, like, it only comes out as, like, toxic ways. So the only way I can really express it is, like, tattoos. Tattoos was, like, my therapy. That's why that's cool. I have so many fucking, like, dark. You're blasted. Yeah, like, dark, demonic, like, tattoos. Because that's how I felt when I was getting them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. this shit, uh, this it's like a dude screaming. That's yeah. that's how I constantly used to feel. Less nowadays, still sometimes, but that's how I used to constantly feel. So whatever you felt in the moment, you would tat it up. Yeah, pretty much. You should get a happy tattoo. <laughs> you should get us tatted. We'll see. <laughs> like, a, like a little smiley face to remind you. It's on my back, just everybody I've met throughout <laughs> my life. Or Mount That'd Rushmore. A little sweet tea cup or some yeah. shit. That'd be kind of dope. But yeah, so that's that's why I uh, I got the scars on my face. And that's, you know. What's your most cool. uh, meaningful good tattoo? Um, I think that would be my first tat, which is on my chest. Mm-hmm. It's, um, my, my mom battled breast cancer when I was a junior in high school. So I got her birthday as Roman numerals. And in Latin, it says, uh, when you are strong, I am strong. Uh, that's, that's, that's dope. And then vice versa. When, when you're weak, I'm weak. 
Like, I need you to live so I can live. She's nice. fine now, though, right? She, she beat that she shit. Beat it. Hey, yeah, for fuck cancer. My mother, my mother's a fighter, man. That's where nah, I get my yeah, fighting spirit from. Yeah. Damn. And is she really happy for you now, too? Yeah. She, I, don't, I, don't, I think she fully, like, still fully doesn't really understand where I am or, like, how much I've blown up. But, like, she's happy. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. She, she's less worried about me now. Yeah. And would you say, like, this is now, like your your passion like what do you like doing fucking um i think it's just funny i actually don't even do that but i think i think <laughs> you hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear it i yawned doing um like social media is cool everything uh i love being funny on social media but more than anything i get in these phases where it's like i, I can be real or normally it's when i'm struggling mentally and i'll express how i'm struggling or this or that and I'll get messages talking about, like, oh, I go through the same shit, but I never knew how to explain it. So I just want to, like, I, I feel seen. I don't feel so much alone. And I read those messages, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm leaving an impact. All right, this is just going to be one more break. Just one more break, I promise. Just don't get mad. Chill the fuck out. Chill, Weirdo. chill. And don't, don't you dare press plus five on this bullshit. You yeah. better listen to this because this, this is actually important. We heard a lot about it in the comments, too. Have you ever been... Too damn high. You guys have seen Frank on the podcast before. Everybody's like, dude, that guy's just way too out of this world. Mm -hmm. He's not saying shit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, with today's weed, sometimes it's a dangerous game. Super dangerous. Dad Grass is reviving the pleasure of casual smoke. Mm -hmm. Yep, you guys heard that. So you can chill out without the stress. Not into smoking? Try out their tinctures or amazing fast-acting new gummies. So look, if you guys enjoy the feeling of being high, but you guys don't actually like being stoned to where you can't function, but you like getting, you like being relaxed and stress-free, this is the fucking right product for you. It's very low in THC and it's very high in CBD. So yeah, so it's going to relax you. You're basically getting the benefits from smoking, mm-hmm. if you're into that. It relaxes your body and it mellows your mind. My bad. I was trying to hold hands with you right I know, there. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, it, it relaxes you without making you going, like, all slumped and shit mm-hmm. and you can't fucking focus. Mm-hmm. As it, there's a 100% organic pre-rolled joints. There's the tinctures and there's also the gummies. And all dad grass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, it ships right to your door in the U.S. Shit, you don't even got to be 21, bro. Come on. That's actually kind of sick. I ain't going to lie. That is dope. And for any of you guys that got dogs out there, they also they just released CBD dog bones. Oh, you know they love that shit. Bro, come on. You could get fucking, like, basically faded with your dog. They like, love that shit. They dude. Get, they're relaxed. Have you ever seen a dog off of CBD and shit? Nah, I haven't. You haven't? Oh, I've seen them, like, off. Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, they be chilling. Come on, man. G- get, your dog, get your dog high with come this on, shit. Come on, they need a Christmas present, yeah, too. Yeah, you, you need to stop being a pussy with that. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off the first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash sweets. I repeat, go to dadgrass.com slash sweets for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash sweet. But in all fairness, guys, if you guys really want to try this product out, I highly suggest you do. Try it out. Let us know how you like it. Mm-hmm. Add us on the story. Drop a comment. Come on, you guys are. Let us know. know. Shout out Dad Crass for this podcast. And let's get back to the episode. I wanted to ask, like, how did how did it like cause it said you said that it messed up some of your relationships? How did it mess up your relationships? So I used to get like super I don't I don't know how to put it, like defensive maybe. One, like I don't trust people easily. 
I always assume people are out to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to also get just like super defensive. Like if people used to blame me for things, I would like instead of acknowledging where I was wrong. In my head, it was like you're not gonna blame me for shit. I don't care. Yeah. Even if I am wrong, and thank God I fucking grew out of this. But mm-hmm. you know, when I was young, eighteen, nineteen, that's how I felt. It's like I can do no wrong. I don't care if I'm in the wrong. Shut the fuck up. Stop talking to me. Yeah. And that affected like your friendships or like relationships with the girls. Friendships, relationships, like because yeah, they would everything. probably be like, "Why are you acting like that?" Yeah. Like, type shit. Obviously, but, it's like yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's something I pride in myself nowadays. It's like. If I am in the wrong, I can see when I'm in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And I apologize and I do everything I can to make up for that wrong. But when I, I when I was young, it was like, I didn't care if I was in the wrong or not. Yeah. But. What did it take for you for to learn that? Because I feel like it's a really hard thing to learn, to like to be accountable for your stuff. Yeah. Or was it just like going through it so much where you're like, maybe fuck, I am. I think, I think it was going through it, like just going through so much shit. At, at some point I just had to look at myself and just like what part are you playing in this like going in and out of jail what part what part what are you doing to like do you can't this? just be them yeah cause here's the way I saw it right it's like I used to going in and out of jail I used to blame my childhood for it I wouldn't be on this road if I wasn't forced to run away right yeah but the more I grew and the more I fucking whatever the more I saw is like it's nobody's fault but mine that I was going in and out of jail I could have easily, you know, found a job and fucking just worked and done nothing illegal. And then I could have been straight. Yeah. So do you feel like, um, I mean, this is kind of like past that, but like, do you feel like going in, making like fast money, doing all that fast money and then coming to social media? Was it hard for you to like get over making the fast money, selling the drugs and giving up that lifestyle? Um, no, it honestly wasn't hard at all. Because I know for some people, right? Like, yeah. it's addicting, right? It is, it is. I think that the the one thing that really helped me with that was that, one, I never really wanted to sell drugs. I didn't have a passion for it. I didn't, I saw it as a means to get money to, pr- to take care of you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't want to be some kingpin. I didn't want to, you know, that's, that wasn't my claim to fame, wasn't my claim to power. But yeah, when I got blessed in, in blowing up and I could start making money on fucking social media, I was like, this is my way out. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to fucking chase this. Because this is the way out I've been praying for for years. I can leave all that other shit behind me. So you felt like more relieved. Yeah, I felt, yeah, definitely relieved. That's a perfect word for it. Yeah. It was, it was definitely confusing at first, but it was definitely relieving. So do you feel like karma worked in your favor to get where you're at today? Um, yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. I think that, uh, there's also this saying I like that no matter what I've been through, I like to say that I, I didn't really lose sight of my heart. Like I always wanted to be, bro, I used to sneak my pop's car out and deadass go around seeing if people needed, like the people walking on the side of the street, if they needed a ride somewhere, I would just take them there. <laughs> oh, I used to do that shit. You were Uber before Uber. Yeah, pretty much for free. <laughs> for free. You could have been making money off of I it. used to fucking volunteer. I used to give food out to the homeless. Like, I love being a good person because mm. it makes me feel like like I'm giving You're something back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. And so do, you, that, do you think, like, you being, like, such a caring person, like, you don't think that it does harm to the way you see, like, things, like, from your, like, heart? Like, 
do you ever like have a shield up on your heart like nowadays i yeah. do when i was younger when i was a teenager like i think i was one I, I didn't know as much as the world i was a little sheltered i didn't know how truly like evil and like you know like how much people will take advantage of you nowadays i'm more guarded with my heart mm-hmm. but if i vet you and i meet you and you know like i said if i like you i would die for you anything you want i would give it to you and that's just who i am as a person yeah. Like I I used to say like I live for my people and nothing more. The people I care about, I live for them, nothing more. You said on the under the influence podcast when um uh that you saw like a lot of similarities in Frank. Mhm. How fast did you see that? Cuz like just from being with you from like a day or two, I was like, bro, this guy's like Frank. He's like Frank a little bit. Yeah, um I mean, when he started answering those questions, I was like, this is what I would do. What the fuck? (laughs) But I also think like, so what the audience don't know, I don't know if you guys know this. Frank and I have been following each other on social media for like two, three years Mm -hmm. before I ever met Suburb Talks, UTI, you guys. Frank and I have known each other the longest. We never talked. We never like, like we weren't friends, but we were mutuals and like we saw each other's shit and we liked each other. Yeah. I I think it was because like, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we were like literally Because I, I messaged, I think you messaged, or I messaged you. I was like, yeah, because, <laughs> nah, you posted some shit, like, you were going through some shit, and I think I sent you, like, hey, like, if you need something, like, yeah. somebody to talk to, and just yeah. message. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's cool. Yeah. But wow. yeah, when he, when he was answering those questions, I was looking at him, like, that's dead ass the same shit I would do. What the fuck? Yeah, I would right? say, like, your guys' care for, uh, people is yeah, pretty it's similar the same, yeah. and the same thing with girls too it's yeah. the way you yeah and the way you carry yourself yeah, like it exactly. feels like you're like we're similar as fuck yeah mm-hmm. you guys are very similar also i'm gonna take my glasses off i want to tell the audience right now i slept in my contacts so my right <laughs> eye is like very red <laughs> it's not pink eye y'all no, don't it's think. not pink eye it's not itchy or none it's just <laughs> it's not, <laughs> i think it's just literally like devoid of air yeah, he needs to take off his contacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sleep in my contacts. Yeah, so no, nah, because I feel like too that like some of the things you've been through, I've been through. Yeah, but not to the certain extent that you've been through it. That's why I feel like I could relate to some of the shit you say so much, because that does. I feel like it does build character. Yeah, builds like not like I ain't scared of shit type yeah. shit. Like, if I'm going to go against somebody, I don't give a fuck, even if you're fucking a fucking giant. Yeah. Like, I'm going to protect whoever I'm with, like, Mm -hmm. with my life. I think that's, when I I caught my my case against that fuck, when I almost did 10 years, it was against this, like, 6'3 dude. Mm. White, like, worked out every day, played fucking varsity football, right? I'm scrawny, I'm fucking this (laughs) 5'8 Asian kid. Yeah. And I beat his ass. (laughs) So that's when people are like, oh, you're really about it. I was like, yeah. I've been telling And even if this. you get your ass beat, at yeah. least I got it's down. It's like, I would dead ass, yeah. I would bleed out on that fucking street before I ever go out as a hoe. Because mm-hmm. my whole life, I felt like a bitch. I couldn't protect my sister. I couldn't protect my mom. And at, at 17, I, or at 16, I started waking up, and I never wanted to feel like that again. So in my head, I was just like, I'm making this promise once. That shit's gonna be for the rest of my life. I'll never feel like a bitch again. Yeah. Even if I have to die about it. Yeah. That I think that happened like when I got jumped too. I got jumped before. That's when I was like, I ain't gonna fucking be a fuck all that. Like whoever run, like fuck all that type yeah. shit. 
That is. Because it does build character when you go through shit. Yeah. And that's that's like that's like the only positive I can get from my my uh my childhood is like I feel like it built me character. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like it showed me what I don't want to be and what I don't want to show. Because I know you don't believe in God, but like God will not put you through anything that you can't get through. Yeah. Like I've heard that shit. before. And I don't know. It's like I've talked about it before. It's like I, I stopped believing in God because I was raised Catholic. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it just got to a point where I was praying to God so much. And it's like he wasn't helping me. So that's when I turned my back on God. That's how well, I literally was talking to him about that yeah. the other day, too. But he was like, who knows? Maybe in ten years I'll become Catholic yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It, it's but just what you believe in. Yeah. But you do start losing faith when you go through shit. Yeah. That's what kills. It's just, I remember, like, I think I was like thirteen. I was I was at a uh, my kitchen sink. I just got my ass beat, and uh, I was looking out the window. It was fucking sunny outside. Little drizzle, and I start. I was I was crying because I got my ass beat, and I remember it's like I just could not stop crying. Cause during when I was getting my ass beat, I was I was praying to God. I'm like, please let this stop. And this was one of my worst ass beatings. I got my tailbone bruised that side. I thought my fucking tailbone broke. I was thinking I could never move again. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. my fucking forced me to do dishes right after. So I'm at, I'm at I'm at the sink. I'm just looking out the window. I I'm like, and it's like when it, when he was beating my ass, he was like, stop crying, stop crying. So in my head, it was ingrained. I'm like, I had to stop crying. I just could not stop crying. And that's when I really realized it's like shit, I might have something wrong with me. Like, I might actually be depressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's also when I was like, all that praying wasn't good for nothing. Shit didn't stop. I'm yeah. still at the sink. I still went through what I just went through. And I'm still doing dishes. So that's when I turned my back on God. I was like, you don't help me for shit. But you don't feel like you should believe now that you're, because you're here and your sister. Uh, I've thought about it before, but I don't know. That that's the best answer I can give right now. Is like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something that you know. It's something you take you can, on. Yeah. You take on at your own pace. Yeah, and you go through because like I know for a lot of people too, it's hard to hold faith in like um like times like that. It's really tough. Yeah, it's also like my my mindset has just always been like me against the world. Yeah, that you have to do it because yeah. you 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 did for um like your mom and all them and yeah. you had to get away because. It so it's like, much. I think that's, I'm still in that mindset, maybe less nowadays, but I'm still in that mindset. It's literally just me against the world. You only have uh, one, you only have one sibling? Yeah, I have one younger sister. Yeah. It's like a year and a half younger than me. Hmm. Yeah. When did you start getting traction on social media? Uh, Early, no, it was late 2020. I, li- I literally got arrested and my mugshot blew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I seen <laughs> that. That yeah, is so your mug, crazy. You just like... I think you, I, think I remember it, seeing it yeah. on Twitter. You put yeah. it, did you put it on a shirt? Or not? I, I used to put my old mugshots on a, a shirt. shirt yeah. I, I never put this mugshot on a shirt. You oh, showed him, this was the yeah. one that everybody fucked. This with. was the one that blew me the fuck up. What mugshot was it? Uh, it was the one I was smiling in. <laughs> yeah, I, I was smiling. You smiled at that bucket? Yeah. Did they tell you? What did they tell you? Like, oh, they told just, me to stop smiling. I was like, no. <laughs> and no, I'm I'm walking into jail like mad as fuck. I'm like, because mm. so you're right. doing everything you can to piss them off. Type yeah. Shit. yeah. So it's like so here here's the story is like I was on probation for being that one dude up, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I had to burp. But I was on already on probation for that. I almost did ten years. I was on probation, and uh, I was going through this whole like self healing, self improvement journey. It was during BLM. 
So I was protesting. Oh, so prime COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was protesting, trying to, you know, give back to the world, do what I felt was right. So protesting, I got arrested. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I got arrested. My mug shot. I walked in that bitch, and they were like, or I got, I was in the shower that morning, and they pulled up, and the fucking, they busted open the door, threw back the curtain. I'm naked in the shower. I just see three fucking ARs pointing at my face. I'm like, here we go. And I went to jail. I'm thinking I'm going to be bonded out the next day. But uh, my probation officer told them, like, oh, yeah, he's violent. He has, you know, three gun charges, two assault charges. Keep him in jail until trial. And trial is, like, a year out. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking I'm going to be in jail for a year for for something I didn't even do. But uh, I got a... lawyer work pro bono for free he picked the case up he got a bond hearing i was out in a month wow yeah but i was out on house arrest damn wow. so ankle than, bracelet better than being in jail yeah. you would think that right yeah. it's not, <laughs> it's not. How come it's not? not for me at least when i go to jail i work out of routine mm. i i shut out the outside world i forget everybody out there i fucking focus on jail what's in jail and that's it when i was on house arrest I still had social media. I still had my phone. I could still see people. So it was a sense of like, I'm seeing people live their lives. And then people just like slowly stopped caring about me. People stopped hitting me up, asking how I was. But also another sense of it was like, I was blown up on social media, but I just felt like I couldn't do anything with it because I was stuck in one room for 24 fucking hours. Damn. All day. Actually, it was 12 hours. I could leave from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. But it got to the point where it's like, I can't even do what I want to do in that time frame. So it's like. Was it like in a radius, though? Uh, like, if you, passed, passed, you could, like, go yeah. out. I could go to, like, my driveway and smoke a cig. But that was it. Oh, so you couldn't go, like, to no. go get something to eat? Or no, something? I couldn't go anywhere. So if you, if you from, were, from if you were 6 hungry PM, at night, you couldn't leave? No, not at all. From, from 6 p.m. to what? From 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., I had to be in the crib. Damn. So I just stopped leaving my house. I was like, I can't do anything from fucking 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's for a whole year? Uh, It was like a year and some change. It was Damn. like a year and two months. That fucking oh, sucks. Yeah. So for me, house arrest was worse. And I've been on house arrest twice. The first time I was on house arrest, I literally, when I, when I caught a new charge, I went in that bitch and I told them, give me however much you want to give me. I'm not doing house arrest. So I, I already had an idea of how house arrest was. I hated that shit. So when they gave it to me a second time, this time I'm looking at like 25 years or something, like a very Damn. long time. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just take the house yeah. arrest, especially for a charge I didn't do. So I'm like, all right, I'll just deal with, you know, a year of house arrest and let's fucking get it going. That shit almost killed me. Um, then you would think like that would be like catching a break. Yeah, yeah I feel like people. that'd be cool. You could yeah. play, you could play like the Xbox, yeah. watch TV. Yeah. No, not for me. I fuck that. Like Disturbia. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was kind of thinking about. You want to go do shit, especially that exactly. you're home. It li- it was literally that feeling of just like life passing you by. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel that. It's like it's like if you're in a window and you're staring out and you see kids playing, and that's what I actually I t- I told my so I got with my uh, my second ex when I was on house arrest and I told her the first times I ever cried to her I told her like this house arrest shit makes me feel like I'm 17 again, like I'm caged in the fucking house. I'm looking at people outside living their life, having fun. I can't go. I think that's really why I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> it literally reminds me of my childhood. 
Well, I mean, that's yeah, cool that, that. that you had a, a girl so like, she could come over and shit, right? And who, yeah. would okay. get you, who would get you your, like, food and, like, all that? I mean, I would order it on uh, oh, you Oh, you're shit. allowed to go out at yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just how big was it when your mugshot was blowing up? I ask it again. <laughs> Wait, we like we already answered that, though. No, yeah, you, we can no, go to... I was, I was in the middle of answering. Yeah, right, go, go, in go, the go, middle. Um, basically, so the, the first month I was in jail... Uh, I was blown up during that time, so mm-hmm. I didn't really know how big it was. Uh, but I was getting calls for I would I would call my homies every day, and they would just basically kept telling me like, "Oh, you're going viral out here. You're going viral. They're playing your shit in fucking Vietnam." I was my mom was getting calls from family members back in Vietnam, like, "What is your son doing out there? Like, why is he on the news?" Uh, and then basically like politically wise, that shit blew up, blew the fuck up. It was worldwide. Social media wise, that shit was. Everywhere on fucking Twitter, uh, Instagram had a uh, they had posted me on y'all know that uh that hot hot mugshot page, mm-hmm. I think it's banned now. But yeah, I've been post- on there multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> wait, what is, what is that? It's literally where people just find like hot mugshots and they post it, and I was on that. What they had, the like, fuck? That's crazy. A mill or something. Yeah. So, so I was on that. So were you smiling like expecting like yeah this shit's gonna go viral. Or you were uh, just doing no, it just I that. I had no idea that shit was would go viral, so it's like I smiled just as literally a way to piss the cops off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck you guys, Wait, because so they why? told you to stop smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Why did they bring you in though? Um, you were protesting. I was protesting, and then they interviewed me uh, about this fucking like. There were a bunch of other people that got ar- arrested, and they were like, why'd they get arrested? They interviewed me. I was like, yeah, they're just locking people up for no reason, this and that. And uh, then they the tried- The cops interviewed you? No, the news oh, station the news. did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, um, so I, I gave them an interview. I told them to hide my face, hide my tattoos. hide Like, I did not want to be known that it was me doing the interview. And uh, I'm guessing since I was on probation, they knew it was me. So I got arrested. But, uh- yeah, like that shit was everywhere. <laughs> Damn, I know that's crazy. I feel like I have seen it on Twitter. No, yeah, yeah I remember when that. No, shit it was, was everywhere up. on Twitter. And then, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a TikTok. I used to fucking hate TikTok. I used to openly talk shit about that app. But um, <laughs> I think that's how everybody was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two girls had a uh, had made a um, TikTok with my mugshot in the back, and that Britney Spears song is like, "Mama, I'm in love with a criminal." Oh yeah, and uh, both that shit blew up. So, yeah, that's, uh, and then I made a, like, three or four months into me, like, being out and, like, blown up, I finally made a TikTok, and in, like, three months, I was sitting at, like, a mil followers. Holy fuck. Were your DMs going crazy with girls? My DMs were crazy. Yeah? No, dead ass, like, crazy. Did you have, like, any, like, anybody famous hit you up? Or? Yeah. Do y'all oh, remember that oh. one girl? I remember. You said, uh, I don't know, this is the Sky Bree hit you up. Oh yeah, she did. She but that was, was that was that way was, oh, that was oh, recent. Th- that was way after. That was already when I was like, <laughs> doing shit, making content, this and that. That's late though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't respond to me anymore. Uh, <laughs> she just did it to see exactly. Yeah, see what's up. She wanted to see what's up. <laughs> but uh, uh, do y'all remember a, a few years back when the uh, Australian wildfires were going on? Yeah, yeah. And there was this one girl that used to sell her nudes and then yes. donate all the money to fucking whatever. Yes, she hit me up. <laughs> did wow! You, did you do anything with it or? Nah, because I was on house arrest. I couldn't oh, travel nowhere. Fuck! And she was in Australia. Uh, and she wanted know. to fuck. Yeah. No, she, she straight up said that. She, she said that. That's yeah. crazy. Like, 
But she could have came to you. Yeah, but it's like when I tell people, it's like when people are like, where do you live? I'm like, Iowa. <laughs> come out here, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you come here? I'm on house arrest. It's like, uh, I'm good. That's, that's how it used to be. It's like, I literally would have to tell girls, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably on house arrest for like the next year or so. So I'm being available at 6 uh, at six a.m., six yeah. p.m. So you come through at those. Literally, you can go Dude. get breakfast or some shit. <laughs> so like, not even dinner. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is there to do in Iowa? By not the way, not shit. That's why I almost killed myself. Uh, like, <laughs> but like, what would you do? For, like, <laughs> what would you do for like fun? I just play video games a lot. Really? And I, really, what I tried to do was like, I did a lot of photo shoots when I could like leave my house. I did a lot of photo shoots. All I was worried about was like moving out of Iowa. You didn't do sports or anything? Nah, nah. Uh, I tried working out, but it's like I was so depressed. Like that never, that shit never really stuck. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have my car at that time either, so it's like it was hard going to the gym and coming back home and shit. So but yeah. So when you blew up, were you like, oh, like fuck yeah, I'm gonna become an influencer? Or you're like. I'm just going to try to get followers, see where it goes. Second. Was yeah. like, I was literally just posting random shit and was like, let's see how big I can get. When were, when was it when you were like, you know what? Like, this shit's actually kind of cool. Maybe I could do this. Not until I moved to LA. Really? So like five months ago. Damn. And then like, what what changed? Uh, I got on the podcast. I got more work out here. Because mm-hmm. it yeah. used to be like if, if brands would hit me up and they were mm-hmm. in a different city, mm-hmm. after I got off house arrest, I would like book a flight and just work come out there book a hotel but that shit got expensive because like i was so small every flight in and out is like six hundred dollars holy because yeah. you're Damn. at you're at vidcon too huh i was at vidcon yeah. that was a week after i moved here oh yeah. shit and you had you're there. you're with uh no. wu talks there uh, right huh wu talk was there yeah wu talk was the reason i went to vidcon because he's like i can get you to these after parties and shit but during the day i didn't have anything to do so i was like I'm going to just buy a fucking ticket, man. So I fucking bought a VidCon ticket, went in that bitch, just stuck with the homies. And then at night, I would go to, like, the after parties and shit. Oh, the after shit. parties were fun. Yeah, yeah they were dope. And then that's how you would connect? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. N- now that, uh, well, do you guys have any more questions about that? Uh, uh, s- social media or, uh, like, him blowing up? Yeah. And th- both. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, do you think, like, social media has, like, affected you for the better or for the worse? I think for the better, um, and obviously, like, everybody's different, but uh, for me, at least, it gave me, like, a sense of purpose, uh-huh. or, like, a sense of, like, like it, it gives me something I can chase and, and work towards instead of, like, just taking shit day by day and, like, oh, I'll go to this nine nine to five job, come home, figure out what to do, whereas now it's, like, like I'm trying to get rich. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to buy my mom a house. I'm trying to put my sister through college. And if social media is the way to do it, then I'm, I'm going to chase that shit. That's good. What do you think you'd be doing if it wasn't, like, social media? I honestly don't know. Probably still working on 9 to 5. Sound Just job. trying to, yeah. See, that's how it, that's, trying to get that's, that's why it's, like, similar, bro, because that's how fucking I saw it. Yeah. Because these guys came in, and I was like, oh, I caught a break. Yeah, literally. Type shit. Now that you're so, like, focused on, like, what you're doing now, do you think you're better off the way you are or, like, if you had a girl by your side at your age? I think I would be better if I had a girl by my side, but it would have to be the right girl. If it was the wrong girl, I think I would get distracted. I I, I would 
start losing focus of my career and like my dreams and just like pour everything into her because that's that's how i get in relationships yeah i tend to care more about my relationship than anything else in my life it doesn't fucking matter like yeah that's it and that's that's how i used to be and that's what i actively like try to work on is that even if i could love you i could die for you i need to put myself first so would the right girl look like someone who would be like that no you need to focus on this like yeah. we can't do this today yeah, yeah exactly if if she is looking out for me and she's as much as i would hate it she's like we can't hang out today you need to do this i need to do this because it's like i tend to become like codependent in relationships i want to be by them every se- like every single second oh wow yeah so, so it's like so how do you like tell a person that have you like because obviously you've been in relationships yeah like, how did that go down for you um I mean, I, I wouldn't just tell them, but it's like, it, it, like I used to be very toxic in in the sense of like, my first relationship was like that, and then I actively try to work on it, and then my second relationship was when I was on house arrest. So I think house arrest also played a part in that. It's like, this shit sucks. I just want you by me. I can't even leave my crib. We can't go do anything. Let's just stay home and watch movies. But like day after day or night after night after night. That gets repetitive. Exactly. Yeah, we talk about that a lot too, about yeah, like boring. switching it up in a relationship, yeah. like go trying new things. Mm-hmm. But it's like house arrest took that away from me. I couldn't even do that. Yeah. So I think house arrest in my second relationship also made my codependency issues a lot greater than what they normally are. But uh, that's the, like that's that's one thing I actively try to work on. And nowadays, I think I'm definitely better at it. Like I'm, I'm talking, kind of talking to someone right now. Uh, I don't think I can trust her though. So we'll see where it goes. <laughs> oh, so you're still single though. Yeah, I'm still single. We'll see if it pops out with a yeah. lady or not. Yeah, yeah. But um, how, how much does it take for you to to trust a girl? And like, why is that? Is it because like how you were brought up, or is it kind of like you've seen shit too, where like maybe girls will hit on you, but they got boyfriends, or I think all of it. You've seen um, all the grimy shit. Yeah, I've seen all the grimy shit. I see all the grimy shit going out in L.A. to the clubs. It's uh, even worse out here. Oh, it's definitely worse Fuck, out here. Yeah. I, I've been cheated on fucking what my first ex. Uh, she, That was like my first love, right? Like head over heels. Like I've never felt a love like that before. I found out she cheated because I saw a video of her sucking another dude's dick and him fucking her. So that shit, like that shit, shaped me. Fuck into, that bitch. You know, you know what I like to call myself nowadays? What, Mister DTB for life? T- yeah. uh, don't, don't trust, trust bitches. bitches. Yeah, because that's really like I do not trust. <laughs> Mine's bitches, right? How did you see that? Was that take your bitch? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I saw it because they were they had been hanging out that month, and I was like, I asked them both. I was like, what's going on between y'all two? Oh, so they, you knew the guy? Yeah, uh, that's the guy who beat his ass. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was the guy you that beat his. I fucking took a, a wine bottle and I slammed it over his head. Holy I was dead. I was trying shit. to like murk him that night. Oh. Did, wait, did the bottle break? No. It was, <laughs> it was a pink Moscato wine bottle. Ding. That's bad. <laughs> did that so noise? Was, but you knew thick. him. You were cool. Like, no, at I least wasn't cool with him. But no, before? He wasn't my acquaintance. That was her friend. Friend. So you oh never really God. met him? No, I met him because they started hanging out. And I was like, who the fuck is this new dude? And and what would she tell you? Like, oh, it's just oh we're just friends. Oh, my and I asked God. him, like, what's going on between y'all two? He was like, we're just friends. Fuck that, dude, man. One night she wasn't responding, but I, like I saw on other people's stories that they like they were all hanging out in a group. So I was like, what the fuck going on? I like 
uh, hacked into her Snapchat because I knew her password. And uh, this motherfucker had taken videos on his phone and sent it to her of oh him fucking her. God. So I, I saw that up. shit and immediately I was like, yeah, somebody's dying. You're sick to your stomach. Huh? Yeah, that is. I've never felt, up? I've never felt pain like that. No, I pulled up the next morning. Um, after they had been hanging out, I pulled up the next morning to take her home, to to her dad's house. She okay. don't know that you know this yet, though. I didn't know this yet. No, no. I, I found I'm, out that night oh, he after oh. I picked her up and took her home. I found out that the next night. And what was she like? Like, cool, you know, it was just a regular drive home? No, dead ass. I, yeah, she, it was a regular drive home. She was like, oh, yeah, I love you. I'll see you later. This and that, right? And uh, I uh, that night, I was like, fuck her. Something weird. Like, I feel something off, bro. Like, something weird is about last night. So I hacked in. I saw that shit. And I asked her, I was like, you really fucked him? And she was like, what? What are you talking about? This and that. I just said oh one thing. I said, God. I saw the videos. And then immediately she was like, yeah, we're done. Oh my! What a bitch! Yeah, and that's why I was like, "Stupid, you're bitch. finna say that to me? Like, what are you talking I should about? Be, <laughs> I should be saying that shit to yeah. you, bitch. Oh what the fuck? But, She's like, "Yeah, you call me fuck." Yeah, and but, like, where is this bitch from? Like, she's Iowa. from Iowa, Iowa, but like, you met her how? Fucking through Twitter. Ah, uh, those Iowa Twitter bitches, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she just went to a different school, and I like, fuck her. She, was, she was in the party group, and I met her, and she was pretty, and I, I fucking had a crush on her, and we talked, and I fell in love. These Twitter bitches, man. Oh, my God. But the worst part is, and thank God I'm not like this anymore. I also think whatever that fucking, I think going through that, like, taught me to never uh, forgive somebody for cheating. Because I forgave her. I got back with her. After that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I cheated back, and then it just started this whole toxic cycle. I cheated back with her friend, and and I fucking made sure she knew about it. And that was my game. Oh my How'd you make sure? Because it was her friend, oh. and there were other people at the crib. Wait, so yeah. you fucked her friend mm-hmm. with your your girlfriend in like the same house? No, she was she was at home, but her friend and her other friends were at my crib for like a party or something, and I fucked oh. one of her friends. You so sure? I knew it would get back to her. And you're like this, yeah, pretty much. Job but, done. I mean, that shit would just turn toxic, and that shit like. Yes. Like we loved each other, but we hated each other. So how yeah. did you get out of that like toxic relationship? She moved away. Oh, so. holy! That's like the only <laughs> resort, huh? Yeah. And thank, honestly, like I I have respect for her for moving away. Oh, she did it like because of that reason, or that was a that was a part of it. Yeah, damn. Because I think holy. if she had moved away, we would have done that shit. I was bro. I was so helplessly in love. I could not have left if I wanted to. What? There was like a part of me that wanted to leave, and there was a part of me that wanted to stay, and the part of me that wanted to stay always won. Wow. But then I stayed, and I always thought back, like, bro, you be fucking you, dudes. Yeah, you you want <laughs> some bullshit. And I wanted yeah. to leave, and it was just like Shit. a fucking circle, man. So with that, would you ever trust a guy best friend? Fuck no. Fuck that. At all? Fuck no. I, I one, if why. I meet you and you have a guy best friend, immediately out of the dating pool. I would never wife you. No If, if we're way. dating and you have a guy best friend, you meet somebody, oh, that's my guy best friend. I don't care. Cut him off or I'm out. <laughs> wait, hold on. Okay, wait, I don't wait, care wait. if that's, that's toxic or not. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. What if, wait, wait. Like what if it's like, oh, I grew up with him, this is my... Then I just want to date you. We can be friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, what about a gay best friend? How do you know he's gay? That's, that's he's he's going to have to suck my dick first. <laughs> I, knew, I knew y'all were going to say that. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> y'all. Uh, I, mean, I think I'd be okay with gay best friend. 
It depends. It all depends on how he acts. If, oh, if it's a gay God. best friend that's all touchy and shit, still no. What if he acts gay around <laughs> here and then when he sees you, what's up, bro? How you doing, homie? You know. Oh, he might be my friend. I don't know. Damn, yeah, that's actually that's like, nuts, dude. So guy best friends are no, no dead ass. That's that's one of my like <laughs> pet peeves. Like, not even pet peeves. Like that's one of my like cutoffs. Cutoffs, yeah. Like bright red flag. Yeah. So you would say that pretty much all girls everywhere are the same. No, I think most are. Most are the same, especially in today's society. Yeah. But I think like all that says is you find that one good one, stick with her, oh. and that's that's what I've been trying to find. That's nice. Damn. My 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 second ex, I think, um, she was she was what I was trying to find. But it's like my my life, house arrest, this and that. I wasn't fully healed from my first ex. I couldn't trust nobody. I think I firmly fucked up. Like she, obviously she did shit I didn't like. There were things I didn't like, but I fucked up my second relationship. I'm the reason that shit ended. So that's uh, cool for you to say though. Yeah, yeah. not yet. It's good that you're taking accountability. Yeah. So how do you feel about um? Uh, like you know, your girlfriend going out uh by herself for a girls' night. Once in a while is fine. Every single weekend, cut that shit out. Otherwise, I'm leaving. <laughs> what about like the texting? Like, does she got to be texting you while she's out? Oh yeah, update me. If you're leaving the club to go somewhere else, update me. If somebody's trying to talk to you and it gets weird, update me. Cause it's like if you don't update me and I hear from somebody else, I'm gonna assume you're trying to hide it. Oh, and why are you trying mm, to hide it? Yeah, no, I get that. And it's also like that's that's the type of person I am. Even even the people I'm not dating, even to girls I'm just talking to, I'll update if I'm out at a at a club or whatever. Hey, I'm going here. I think I'm going to be home at this time. If I don't go home, I go to an after party. I'm gonna text you when I do that. I'm texting you every thirty minutes. I'm updating you. You feel me? Yeah. I but my you. second ex, my second ex, my most recent ex. Every time she went out, it was like I was forgotten. Oh, and that's that's one thing I didn't like about that shit, and that's what really taught me is like I don't like that shit. So my, the <laughs> next girl I find like I don't like that shit either. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I think it's weird, bro. I'm not saying I have a problem with you going out with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Go do that shit. Even if 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 my girlfriend hit me up and she was like, "Yeah, I want this guy to buy us drinks," like I'm not, like, okay, go flirt with him. As long as you don't touch him, don't do no weird shit. Go run game on them. Yeah. But I want to know about it first. Oh, shit. Yeah, damn. That's crazy. And I think, like, I used to beat myself up. I was like, am I being toxic? I don't think that's toxic. Nah, I don't think that's toxic. That's not toxic. That's, that's not re- toxic. I, don't I think that's baseline communication. And no, reinsurance, yeah, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Especially, like, since you've been cheated on, so. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, because I don't know if I would say to run game. No, I free wouldn't drink. say I would. that, because. For I would, a free so. drink? Yeah, free drink. I'll just yeah, send you the money. Go buy yourself a drink. Nah. Go ahead. Yeah, you no. would tell. I can see tell, that. Like, I can see that side. Yeah. You would say flirt with him. Yeah. You would say flirt with him. Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck. I guess as long as I, I know, guess we're different on these. As side. long as I know beforehand. <laughs> yeah. As long as they know. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm better off sending you like a hundred bucks. Go get yourself a couple of drinks. You're good. I don't know nah, if I can save the hundred for myself. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> buy FIFA packs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she only a hundred. <laughs> she got adios. That'll work. That'll do the job. Man. Yeah, like Damn, Two of those, you good. Yeah. <laughs> what about like uh, your girlfriend going out with like uh, a group of friends, but there's like maybe like say like four girls, two guys. If I'm not, what are the two guys single? <laughs> yeah. If I'm not there, you're not going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> 
And it's it's I'm also like a serious face too. Yeah. 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 He's telling the truth. I've been yeah, way too, I've been wh- through way too much shit to fucking just be cool with that shit. Cause I know how that shit goes. I don't care if it's your guy friend or not. Yeah, cause you. And if you, you have cool a problem with that, then we can break up. I'll find yeah. a new bitch. Yeah, and look how fast I can replace you. And I can't. And I can't. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. Yeah. I won't know. Type exactly. shit. Do you say that too? <laughs> what? Like, like I could replace you. I try not to. If I'm talking to a girl, like I'm, I try to treat her like she's irreplaceable. I, I want to give. If I like somebody, I want to give them the world. But if it really gets down to that point where you think like I can't replace you, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, you're not that special. I just said some crazy. You're shit. You're only special because of how much I like you. You're not <laughs> that special. Yeah. No, the worst shit I've said. Was I'm, probably, I'm starting to sound a little nah, like future right now. No, <laughs> no, the worst shit I've said is like, oh, what did I, what did I do to God to get me a girl like you? That's oh, the problem. Wow, the worst shit. That's crazy. That, and that, she, she, that kind of hit her like, oh, what the fuck? Damn. Nah, he pulled that out of his arsenal. <laughs> but no, it's like it, it took a long time because I used to be the kind of guy in a relationship where I'd let, you know, my girlfriend just walk over me. It took a long time to build boundaries. So nowadays, it's like, if I don't like that shit, and I tell you I don't like it, you're still going to do it, we're through. Just like, if you tell me you don't like me doing something, I'm not going to I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm going to have respect enough for, yeah. to stop that's how I Exactly. That's how I see it. If you still do that after I tell you I'm not cool with it, that's disrespectful. Yeah. It's yeah. not about me being insecure or this it's or that. Like, it's like, fuck Bitch, me. Bitch, that's disrespectful. Yeah, type shit. And what? you're disrespectful to me, I'm going to go treat another bitch disrespectfully. So it's your fault. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you say is like your biggest pet peeve in a relationship? Like, like for example, I would say like one of mine. Like I don't like arguing at all, but I feel like that's kind of bad too because I'm not really communicating. I'll kind of just be like, "All right, that's it. I'll cut it." Mm. Is there anything like that? I think. I mean, there's multiple things. I don't know if it's my biggest or not. Like what I just said, like going out, not texting me, not communicating. Just being shitty at communication in general. Bad communication. Yeah, like that. Well, like we're grown, shorty. Like, if you still don't know how to, learn how to. <laughs> that do, is. Do you Go need, look up some Google articles. Do you need to have her location? Oh, uh, I didn't. Have, I didn't with my second ex. I don't care about locations. Just be honest. Yeah, just be honest. If you lie. Yeah, I would low key rather not have it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I feel like it. when I have somebody's location, I be checking that shit too yep. much. Yeah. And that shit be fucking up sometimes, and it, like I just get in my head about it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just text you. Like, what are you doing? You be honest about it. If I catch you lying one time, shit's through. Yeah, and it's not hard being honest. Just yeah. don't do nothing stupid. Exactly. And if you want to do something stupid, you want to be single, go be single. Have have enough respect for me as a man to just let me go my own way. Yeah. That's hard for our Life is short, man. I don't got time to waste on, you feel me? I'm trying to get rich. I'm not trying to deal with another line hoe. <laughs> And also, I dealt like, with enough. No, nah, and there's like times when you're like, you're like, if she wants to go out and shit, and you don't have, just wait, like type shit, like that. That's how I am. Like, Dude, what do you mean by that? Like, like, say, like I we do the social media shit and all this. She's like, oh, I want to go out here. I want to go out here. All right, Ooh, like, give me time. Give me time. Like, shit, you're gonna have the fucking world at the end, I promise you. And mm. if they're not understanding, I'm kind of like, bro, fuck it. You know what? Dude. Just, you gotta wait. Just wait. Be patient. Type shit. That edible hitting Frank right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you seen it in that, my eyes. That edible gave Frank the world. <laughs> shit. That made me see the world different. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, 
also where I'm at in life right now, I'm not, you know, thirsty for a girlfriend. Whatever yeah, comes comes. Think, yeah, whatever comes. So, if it comes, yeah. cool. I'm not actively. Actually, I'm actively trying not to get into a relationship. That's good. Uh, <laughs> like all, literally, all I'm focused on right now is work. Every day I wake up, I'm trying to find work. Like I said, I'm trying to get rich. Yeah. I, I want to take care of my mom. I want to take care of my sister. If if the right girl walks into my life, I'm gonna embrace it. Would you say that you'd rather date an influencer or somebody who's not on? Like, that's what I've been trying to media. figure out. <laughs> Dead ass. That's what I've been trying to figure out. Because there's a bag that comes with dating I'm, influencers. Yeah. Too. And I don't know if I'm cute enough to not be insecure about that shit. Because I, bro, Wait, you, said you don't think, know if you're cute enough. Healed. 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 Oh, I thought you said, I thought said I was like, cute you're, enough yeah. too. I was like, you're pretty cute. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm cute enough. I know. I <laughs> but I don't know if I'm healed enough. I might be a little bit still too toxic for that shit. Cause it's like if I if I look if I date a bad bitch right and she posts a picture and all the comments are dudes and her friends her so called friends are in that shit leaving comments I be in that shit like who the fuck are you yeah. <laughs> give me your, drop your fucking address bitch <laughs> like I won't pull up right now <laughs> but then I be thinking about it, I'm like I can't do that yeah. I can't do that no more especially if she has like three million followers exactly it's like I can't do that no more but then also too dating an influencer like you guys especially if she's bigger she like help help you out yeah. I mean, cloud, I don't, I don't care about cloud. that shit at all. But Are it's like sure dating. There's a bag. <laughs> dating. I, the only thing I can say is like dating a, a influencer, right? They're already accustomed to like LA lifestyle mm-hmm. or like big city lifestyle, clout living, like the schedule. All that shit isn't gonna you know affect how they think. Dating someone without clout, if I bring them to LA and you know they meet somebody that does this or they meet somebody that's big on TikTok or Instagram or something like that. They might get starstruck and do something dumb. See, that's mm-hmm. where like you, the trust comes. Though. Exactly, like, you gotta hold your fucking ground, mm-hmm. bitch. But when I speak about trust, I trusted all my ex bitches until they cheated on me. Yeah, <laughs> where's the trust? Yeah. yeah. So it's like you. I don't know. I'm just not ready. I'm not. I'm not ready to date yet. He so ain't that's, ready yet. That's why I'm not. I'm trying not. Nah. To date. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know. I was. Um. I listened to that uh, story you told. About your first sex and about how you caught that. I don't know who I was talking to it about, but I was saying, like, it's kind of crazy the way you think versus the way I think. Because I feel like if I had to go through that, I, oh, my God. I'd probably be, like, a whole different person. Yeah. That's, like, like <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think a human is... I think every human is who they are because of what they've been through. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, like, the shit I've been through is different from what other per- people have been through so there's a reason why i am today it might not be you know i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh i'm all powerful all, i'm all good no nah, like i obviously know there's still some things i'm working on and the the shit that your parents went through do you feel like that caused you to your trust issues to be like out of control too definitely like, mm-hmm. the, the shit i went through like i said i when i meet people i i'm distrusting of them I, i'm always trying to think like how are you gonna hurt me do you want to hurt me are you trying to get something from me instead of just being my genuine friend just shit like that do you think like uh that will ever change like maybe you'll start being a little bit more trusting of people and kind of get over i don't think so no but it's a it's a double-edged sword because i i kind of like that part of me that then i don't trust a lot of people so the people i do trust it's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I like that too. And it's like I can fully open up and truly be myself. Yeah. 
And there's only like a handful. There's only can, a literally a single handful that you can actually give the world to. Mm-hmm. Type shit. Yeah, I get. I don't. I don't that. care about. I used bro. I used to talk to people that all they cared about was like, oh, I want a lot of friends. Why don't I have no any friends? I'm like, why do you even want a lot of friends? Yeah, that shit's always been weird to me. It's like find your group of people, stick them close, and that's how you should live your life. So you against the world. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's that's just for the birds. <laughs> I like that one. True. Shit's for the birds. Just to kind of like, um, maybe we can end it off with this, but like, I think right now, like, money's like super important to you, is it? Yeah. Is that, would you say like that's like your short term goal? Like, that's what you want for yourself? Or is that like your long term goal? Or what is it? I think that's my short term goal. I think my short term goal is to get as much money as I can and set myself up for life and my sister and my mom and the people I care about. I think my long time or long term goal is just like when I die, like I I want to leave like a lasting impact. And I think I tend to lose sight of of I'm already kind of doing that, like going on UTI podcasts or Suburb Talks or or this and talking about what I've been through. Just like you said, how how the book uh, the child called it mm-hmm. helped me. I've had a lot of DMs from people that told me like I've had people come up to me. And and tell me like, you know, listening to your story really helped me. I'm going through this and I'm going through this. I'm going through this. Bro, I could fucking imagine. Yeah. See, when that happens, what do you tell them? Um, I just tell them, hey, I really appreciate that. I'm I'm sorry for what you're going through. Uh, if there's any, you know, if and normally what I do is that if I hear stories like that, they're going through that shit. I'll give them my number. I have like five numbers that uh, I've texted before because they came up to me and they met me and they recognized me. You're the shit and for that, Vic. If, if no. they ever need help, like, I just, you know, I try to help them. That's amazing you do that, dude. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, I can't take money with me when I die. I can't take anything with me when I die. So I just want to leave, like, a lasting impact to make this world a better place. Very, very that's good. Uh, I think you will. Amazing. I think you will. Yeah, I hope I think so. You will. I think you're helping a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Uh, I need just you to write that, that book, though, by 30. For real. Yeah. yeah, when I uh, well, honestly take your time with it. I think yeah. no, I th- I think if when I'm older and uh, when you're old enough and you know like, exactly, yeah, like I said, mid thirties, maybe forties. Yeah. Top selling writing about it could be a top selling. Yeah. So well, thank this you. Is, this is a f- hey, our okay. deepest podcast. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Next yeah. one, I'm gonna come on and just start telling fucking oh, stupid okay. jokes. Yeah. All right, let's talk shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. Next I didn't one's expe- gonna be fun. Yeah, I didn't expect like the podcast to go this deep for this long. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that either. And it's honestly like, it it was new at first opening. I don't talk about my childhood to people or or what I've been through, or mm-hmm. especially on social media. The UTI podcast was the first time I did it. I saw how many people it helped. So nowadays, like I'm more open to it, but I still normally don't. I think the only reason I can is because we're already like friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can open up. Yeah, it's a space yeah, I yeah. feel comfortable yeah. enough yeah, yeah, yeah. to. And we're like, from like the friend group, I like we're really genuine too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we, when could you know like you fucked with us a little bit or like trusted oh, us? Oh, did us when I'm when I came over here and it was like two a.m. and Danny pulled me aside and he's like, "I watched your interview, bro. I really respect you." Immediately, I was like, "These are good people." Oh, so is Danny. So, yeah, damn, yeah. that's good. Nah, but it was we were talking the whole <laughs> night, remember? Yeah. yeah, and then also like, and I was like the only one up. Yeah. Also, you know, Sage is already friends with you guys. I'm like, 
if Sage is friends with them, they got to be good people. Yeah. yeah. Sage <laughs> don't hang around, you know, stupid people. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get crazy. A he's friends bit, with like least. half the world. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's. A, no, but Sage. even Sage though too, like, like he's really comfortable with us too, mm -hmm. just like the way we are here. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's here all the time. And maybe yeah, you can see them. it different when he's with another, you know, where he's not as comfortable yeah, with definitely. other people. Yeah. I feel like we, we just think that about Sage because, like, from, like, day one, we've been fucking tight with them. Mm -hmm. But it's honestly been the same with you. It's yeah. been, like, a pretty yeah. fucking fast. Yeah, it was, like, instant. Yeah, yeah I also real. do this, but I can't snap, so I don't know why I always <laughs> do this. Yeah, because when I seen you at VidCon, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Frank also yeah. helped with that. I've known Frank for a, a long time, too, like I said. Yeah. But uh, at VidCon, we uh, we dapped up outside that fucking TikTok lounge. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And Logan mm -hmm. was talking to, I think, uh, you are talking to uh, another guy. I don't know who I was talking I to. Know. I saw him in the elevator, though. Yeah. 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 But I was scared to say hi. But yeah. Shit. But we want to thank you for coming on yeah, this podcast. Thank you, man. Next Appreciate time, it. we'll have a little more fun with it, go crazy with it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, get jokes. we'll get fucked up, too. But Stupid I fucked up. I wanted you guys to know his story. And if it, there's yeah. anybody out there going through something, them up yeah no i will i did as like that's all i want to do is just help people mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think this is a more like impactful podcast yeah. and it'll mean a lot to yeah if you guys made it this far thank you um i had a lot of fun being on there all his socials will be in the bottom yeah, yeah all the sure socials will be on the love. bottom this shit was dope this is and our boy uh, now so you'll see us with him and uh in the video yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be in a oh yeah a little friendsgiving video come out uh wednesday I was very drunk in that, so yeah. excuse uh, me. Super dope, over. though. It was it, good. It man. was fun. Uh, merch drop is dropping this Saturday, 10 a.m. Make sure you guys cop it. Yes, Julian sir. and Frank got it on. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We love, love you guys. guys. And love goodbye. You. Love you.